Good morning. At least it's morning for me, or good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are. My name is Manuel Lloyd, and this is my podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about six different areas that you can do yourself uh, to help prevent downtime. Now, I'm the kind of person that uh, works in compliance areas such as HIPAA, Sarbanes-Oxley, Graham Leachy, uh, FINRA. Um, and I know a lot about the um, the compliance uh, from being in the business for 30 years, uh, being in business of doing that kind of thing for about 30 years. But to my surprise, people are not as interested in my uh, as much as I think I know, because I really don't know anything. You know, the man that knows that he knows nothing is a wise man, or something like that. Anyway, people aren't that interested in in, in um, knowing all of those things that I can quote, um, and it's it can come across the wrong way. And I apologize to everyone I've ever um, uh, spoken to all of those things to that. It really wasn't interested in that. They were more interested in things like, how do I prevent my phones from going down? Or how do I prevent my um, network from going down? Because people want and need to work. They need to get things done. So today, I'm going to talk about six areas of possible downtime and how you can prevent them yourself. So let's just jump right into it. As you know... Um, if you've been listening to my podcast, I like talking about or using acronyms, right? So remember NPAD, Internet Network, People, Applications, Devices, and Data. So that's also the area where downtime comes the most and hurts the most. So let's start with number one, the Internet. How do you prevent downtime from the Internet? Most of you probably have the most economical internet that you could possibly get um, some are more strategic and they need stronger internet so they may have fiber um, and not just a regular table uh, coax uh, service from a uh, cable or internet service provider so one of the best ways I've found if you need this to prevent downtime concerning your internet is to have redundant connections you know having a single point of failure in anything in business is not a good idea you may think well man it's going to be expensive to have redundant connections not as much as you think it might be so what I would say to you if you use the internet like I have a lot of clients that use cloud-based EHR or banking systems or CRMs, um, whatever the case may be. Some even have cloud-based servers uh, that they use. What you want to do is have your primary internet service provider, whether it be a cable company or a telco, telecom company, uh, whatever the case may be, as your strongest connection, right? Then you want to have a lighter connection, a cheaper connection, Something that's as minimal as possible to keep you up and running. Because if if it's important to you that you're always able to get to your data, especially if you use the cloud, then having redundant connections is the way to go for you. For instance, you can have, like where I am, we have Spectrum, 
and we have AT&T. Um, you can have a fiber connection from one of those service providers as your primary. Then you would have a lighter, uh, you know, cheaper, if you will, cable connection for 90, the $99 or $200 connection, whatever the case may be, as your secondary. Now, you are listening to this, you're probably not a technical person. So you might go, well, how will that work? Does it automatically flip over? How does it kick in? Well, in your router or your firewall, you would have that set up in uh, a, a manner that would fail over if there's so many packets that are dropped. In other words, let's use a heartbeat. If your connection skips a heartbeat for a certain amount of time, the second connection would automatically kick in. Now, it's not going to be as fast as the first connection, but you're not going to be down either. So downtime has been prevented by doing it in that manner. So look at having redundant connections. Even if it's a, a 5G or 4G or LTE connection, you have devices that can actually use redundant connections so that you don't have that internet downtime. Okay, that's what I would recommend for that. So the next one will be the network. How do I uh, prevent my network from going down? Well, it's very difficult to prevent your network from going down if, let's say, a fire or um, a uh, you know uh, water break, water main break, or something like that. What you want to do there is use a hybrid network system, meaning the data that you have locally or on premise. You're going to want to have synchronized in the cloud. So hopefully everything is not going down because if everything is going down, there's something else going on in the world, right? So having a hybrid system, for instance, if you have an email server on premise, you know, like an exchange server, you also want to have Microsoft Office in the cloud to synchronize uh, and having a hybrid type of network. Okay. Uh, one of the things you may want to do uh, or one of the things that may be important to you, which is uh, I'm finding out more and more is printing, you know, network printing. So people have MFPs, multifunction uh, printers that scan, fax, um, print, uh, wash a car, whatever the case may be. Uh, uh, having, not being able to print is a problem. There's internet printing that you can utilize. However, if your router's down or your firewall's down, then you that's not going to work. So, but having redundant connections in the cloud and on-premise for a hybrid network setup is something you're going to want to consider. Um, the next one is people. This is the biggest cause of downtime. Not because people are malicious necessarily or... Um, are purposely trying to cause downtime, people get busy and they just want to work. They just want to get things done. They don't have time to go through all the technical mumbo jumbos in the mammies of the world telling them about HIPAA compliance. And if you don't do this, you're going to get a fine, this and that. That's really not in their purview. It's not top of mind. I, I'm not saying they're not concerned about it. It's not top of mind. Top of mind is getting my job done. What can I do to get my job done? And when I'm down, I can't do my job, right? So it's, it's so easy to train people, bring in someone, an expert to 
teach a group of people and to teach a teacher. So you train a trainer, right? You have someone that that way you don't have to pay for this expert to come in all the time. You have this expert train this trainer who has uh, your own lunch and learns internally or your own bulletins or your own um, training sessions of awareness of phishing and external links and uh, what not to do, what not to click on. Uh, you even would have uh, something that uh, is interactive training. You know, I've put clients on uh, phishing training where false or fake emails would come to them. And if they would click on the wrong thing, a video would pop up to say, hey, you know, this was a test and you failed it basically. And here's why. Here's what you need to do in the future. So this is interactive. Excuse me. This is interactive. And when you and, and, and the, my system had a dashboard that you can look and see who clicked on what, when, and uh, have a, a vulnerability score. So you know which employees are the most vulnerable so they can get the most training and things of that nature. It's a very AI-based, you know, people learning, machine learning-based um, system that helps you manage, proactively manage um, your, um, your, uh, your, your people. The next thing is going to be um, applications. <laughs> Excuse me. Applications, uh, again, you have the cloud-based apps like EHR systems or CRM systems or ERP systems or, or, or whatever the case may be, what you're using in the, uh, uh, the internet, uh, what you're using as an application for your primary line of business. Um, and then you have local applications. Now, from what I've seen um, over the past, I don't know, five years, most people don't use local applications anymore unless it's something like maybe <clears throat> Adobe or, or, or a PDF, Acrobat or something like that. But even now, those software companies are moving to the cloud. So most applications are in the cloud. However, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. The same hybrid approach is going to apply to using applications and, and, and having some kind of redundancy involved with them. Synchronization to make sure that the data itself is accurate and up to date and, 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 and complete. So that, that still applies to uh, some form of a hybrid uh, system that you have. One of the things you want to do with the applications also is make sure they're always updated. Make sure you don't skip any patches, any updates. Um, I've recently had a client who um, upgraded all of their systems to Windows 11, and they bought some devices that did not work, and they didn't know why they didn't work. Well, it turns out that the vendor, and I won't necessarily mention the vendor, did not uh, upgrade their systems to Windows 11 yet, so they only went to Windows 10, but luckily, Windows 11 was able to be backwards compatible with these said devices that allowed them to um, to operate, and they were very happy about that. And speaking of devices, that would be the next thing is your actual devices, um, your your laptops, your desktops, your even your zero and thin clients and your your your, your mobile devices. All of those things uh, to prevent downtime, the best way is to make sure that they're up to date. 
Okay, make sure that you have um, up-to-date operating systems, up-to-date patches, up-to-date, up, you know, updates, Windows updates, and things of that nature. Um, always have that uh, done in a proactive manner. And there's ways to do that. And I'll get to that at the end of this um, uh, session. So let's. So with the phones and with the uh, um, with with the laptop. Well, let's take the laptops for instance, or, or even desktops <clears throat> or your servers. One of the things you want to do is have a a good known state of that actual device. So let's say the device breaks, and you know that your technician. Or your IT department may take hours or days even to um, get you back up and going. Having a ghosted or image of that particular good state and to run that image may take you 30 minutes. So now you may have some downtime, but you don't have as long as downtime. So you've mitigated the situation. You've managed it uh, proactively so that you don't have days of downtime. I've had someone who uh, their IT department requested them to bring all of their laptops to the IT department. Now, granted, this uh, particular practice were 200 miles away from their IT department. So they had to drive 200 miles away. They had a six-hour drive, round trip, to go up there, drop off their laptops. The IT department did not get them back that same day. As a matter of fact, it took almost a week for them to get them back. And because the IT department tested and um, troubleshooted the systems on their network in the IT department and not on the network back home uh, with those for, uh, with those users, but when they got back to their home, they still had issues. And that cost them a lot of money probably in soft costs but for them the cost wasn't weren't really the issue more so than the downtime right so they were down for a week and a half because this uh it department in particular did not proactively manage their devices so you don't want to run into those kind of issues lastly the data this is the most important thing of any business right now data is currency when you think about it data is just as important as currency dollars and cents and bitcoin whatever currency you you want to think of without data none of the other things matter none of the other things matter you don't need the internet you don't need uh your network you don't there's no need to have people (laughs) there's no need to have any applications or devices without data being the key to what all of this is set up for. So with your data, you definitely want to back it up. You definitely want to have it backed up. Oh, did I mention you definitely want to have it backed up? And backup is a process. It's not just set it and forget it. There's a a whole process to business continuity and disaster recovery of data. Um, There's there's methods, there's processes, there's um, uh, plans that have to be in place. you know, business continuity plan, disaster recovery plans, the whole nine yards. So you want to have a backup system in place to restore your data using recovery point objectives, recovery time objectives, 
maximum tolerable outage, planning, 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 proactively planning. So that if you have a disaster, you're back up and running and you want your MTO, your maximum tolerable outage to be as small as possible, as, as short of a time as possible. So is there a way to do this proactively? And the answer is yes. You can do everything that I've just said proactively preventing downtime through the use of single pane of glass type of tools that allow you to monitor and manage every bit of what I just said. Your internet, your network, people training and and awareness, your uh, devices, I'm sorry, your application, your devices, and your data. So you want a single pane of glass solution to be able to do all of this. Now, if you have an MSP or a managed service provider or someone like me, a managed service security provider or a IT department that has this in place, they can monitor and manage all of these things to the point where it is proactively monitored and watched to prevent issues before they become problems. And that's what you want to do. So if you do not have a single pane of a single pane of glass solution to manage and monitor all of these layers, all six of these layers, the internet, network, people, uh, applications, devices, and data, you need to get something. There's plenty of tools out there. I won't endorse one in particular. With my clients, we do that for them. So we're a managed service security provider. So we manage all six of those layers for them. And we, we, we give them a email alert every day. Um, of everything's go or everything's not go or something's not go. Um, we give them weekly reports. We give them monthly reports. If there's something that happens that could cause an issue, that could cause a problem, we proactively let them know right away because our system uses AI and machine learning uh, for uh, behavioral uh, anomalies to manage behavioral anomalies to see how that particular user operates or how that particular machine operates. So if there's something that's uh, anomalous, we will be able to know and proactively take care of that. You want something like that. If you don't have something like that now, um, check with your local uh, IT people in your area. Um, if you want, you, you can definitely reach out to me. I can give you some advice or I can give, point you in the right direction or you may want us to actually manage that for you. So Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this um, uh, podcast on uh, proactively uh, preventing downtime. I do plan on doing more on this. Um, I actually have some uh, meeting schedule, uh, webinars, and uh, some lunch and learns. Well, I will be doing this locally, uh, unfortunately for those who are not local, but um, my webinars will be free. And uh, if you're interested in that, just let me know. Other than that, take care and thank you so much for listening. Um, I was told that I don't promote myself enough, so I will promote myself now since this is my podcast. But my website uh, is Cyber Sleuth USA, Cyber, C Y B E R, Sleuth, S L E U T H U S A dot com. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter at um, Manuel W. Lloyd, um, or at Cyber Sleuth USA. And, uh, Hook up and uh, ask me any questions um, or, or, or you have any comments for me. I would love to hear from you. Take care and have a wonderful rest of your day.